you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. He gave them this commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem, but I want you to wait for the gift that the Father promised, which you have heard about me. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? Let me just stop there. I do that every day of my life. I'm I'm not lying. You ever go to prayer with a prayer list? The Lord's trying to tell me something. And he's saying, hey, 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 I have a gift for you. It's going to be wonderful. And the disciples goes, hey, that's really good, Jesus. Hey, I have a question. Are you going to change all of these things now that you're alive again that's going on in our city, in our country, in our family? And he goes, I don't care what's going on in your country or in your family right now. I have something that's far better for you. But we have these things that are so important to us. Like, like hey, God, this, this, you got to fix my wife. She's crazy, Lord. Like... Hey, Lord, I have this bank account that kind of needs to refilling. Can you do that? That'd be great. I have this church member that's just driving me crazy right now. Can you uh, heal him, please? I'm I'm serious. (laughs) And the Lord's like, hey, I'm not dealing with that right now. Will you listen to me? Because I have something else that I'm trying to deal with. But you got to shut up so I can show you what's better for you. Man, it convicts me. So in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. They gathered around and asked, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But let me tell you something. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you're going to be my witness. Church, the Lord wants you to be his witness. He wants you to be a witness. Listen, out of this side of this room, there are people that are dying and going to hell. Or they're going to spend an eternity outside away from the Father and everything that he has prepared for them unless we start doing our job. I want you to be a witness. But before I even care about you doing that, I have something that's far more important. I have a gift for you. And when you receive it, it's going to be like power upon you. See, church, one of the reasons why many of us in this room struggle to pray is because we have only, we're only mimicking others. You're doing what I do. I'm so thankful for all the people that have copied my prayer, Jesus, help. It is a prayer that I pray often. But I need you to learn how to cry out. Help. Like, help. Help, God. You know, there are people in this room right now that unless God does a miracle in your family, you're going to lose your marriage. You know, there are people in this room right now that you need a miracle in your body right now. Some of you are struggling with depression and anxiety and fear. Some of you need a miracle in your finances right now. 
Some of you are bound by pornography and you refuse to tell anyone. You need a miracle in your body and we're playing church. What we have to do is learn to cry out. Because Jesus said, when he died on the cross, he said, I have a gift for you. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And he wants to not just live with you, but he wants to be upon you and be in you and be among you. And he wants to make all the difference in your life. And if you can see the difference in the way that the disciples prayed on the night before Jesus died, when he shared their heart and said, guys, I'm really struggling here. Can you wake up? Nope. It's a lot like our prayer life when we, we lay down to pray, Jesus, I love you. I'm so thankful for the day. I mean, this is, what we, this is how we pray. But when you learn the power of the Holy Spirit, prayer happens differently. Now listen, don't take my word for it. My word is the last I want you to take. Always back up everything that your pastor says by researching the we value the word of God. This is the number one way that God speaks to his people. Someone said to me this week, God's not speaking to me. I said, baloney. When was the last time you read the Bible? He is speaking. He's speaking every day. We just gotta get back to fasting and praying. We're not dieting, we're eating. We're eating. We're eating. We're eating. This is his word, sharper than any two-edged sword, man. His word of God is alive, and it, 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 it cuts through bone and marrow, man. It divides all my intents. It knows me, boy. I've never seen a book so alive in my whole life. Sometimes I hate this book. Because I don't want to, I don't want to, I got to, come on, I don't want, all right. All right, I'll do it. I'll apologize to my wife again. I promise, that's what the Lord told me, John. So let me tell you what the, what the scripture says. Ephesians chapter six, verse 18 says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. He said, when you pray this week, I want you to pray in the spirit. Some of you received the gift of speaking in tongues, but you haven't used it in six months or two years. Man, I pray that if I get you a gift, it doesn't go in the closet of your, of your house. It'd be like one of those wedding gifts that you got and you gave to somebody else. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like a toaster oven that you re-gift it. The Holy Spirit was a gift for you so that you can minister to him and that he can help you. Watch this. But Jude said in verse one, verse chapter one, only, there's only one chapter in Jude, but you, dear friends, you must build each other up in the most holy faith and pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. When was the last time you prayed in the power of the Holy Spirit? It's a shift. See, my flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. And when I pray in the spirit, my flesh starts breaking off. You wanna know why John the Baptist was Jesus considered the greatest man that's ever lived? Because John the Baptist was a man of prayer and fasting who said, Jesus, you must increase and I must decrease. And the only way God increases in my life is if I learn to empty myself of everything else that I love and I fill up on all the things that God loves. What does God love? 
What does the Lord love, Julie? Well, I'll tell you what the Lord loves. The Lord loves repentance. He loves it when I run to him and say I'm an idiot. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, Chino. He, he, he loves it. He loves it when we praise him, when it hurts, and we praise a little longer. There's no one like you, God. You're beautiful. I've never seen strength like you before. You're strong. God, you make me strong. God, you're beautiful. You are faithful beyond all the ages. God, you're worthy. And when I begin to praise, and when I begin to praise, and I put aside all my prayer requests, his presence comes because his presence inhabits the praises of his people. If you want to know how to get in the spirit, this is why the disciples fell asleep. They didn't learn the power of praise. The kind that broke the walls down, right? In in, in Philippi, when Paul and Silas were in prison. Uh, Romans chapter eight says, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, I don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit, he prays with us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Church, this week I have groanings. I don't have prayers. I have, oh God, I'm weak. The Lord this week has made me vulnerable. He's made me dumb and weak and foolish. And you know what I found this week? And it's only then that the Apostle Paul said that I'm actually strong and wise and smart. And all of a sudden this week, because I'm out of energy and broken and dumb and cranky, Yet somehow I'm attractive to my wife. Maybe it's because I lost a lot of weight this week. I don't know. It's the benefits of fasting, you know. Um, Gary was like, Pastor Tim, you look better this week. Thanks, buddy. I've been vulnerable. God, I need you. I believe it's the greatest church. It's one of the greatest prayers that the church can ever pray. Oh, God, we need you. Oh, God, we need you. I, I learned from Dutch Sheets and some of these great intercessors at the call. What's, what's uh, what my man Lou Engel, when he would stand, the great intercessors, and they'd cry out, oh, God, we need you. Our country needs you, God. This comes from within. And you just got to wait. See, when Jesus told the disciples to go, he didn't even tell them to do anything. He just says, I want you to go and just wait. I want you to carve out some time this week to go on a date. What if I told you that I had a boyfriend for you or a girlfriend for you and they were attractive, man, whoo, smoking hot, like fire in their eyes, man, beautiful. Would you light a candle and would you wait? Oh, God, we need you. This church is just a building unless the presence of God fills it. Anyone hungry here for the move of God? Some of you need to hear this verse. I'm going to read it as chapter, and then we're going to do an altar call. This is uh, the book of Acts, chapter 19. And there was a church in Corinth. Nope, just kidding. It was in Ephesus. And while... While Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, he found several believers there. 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Remember, this is what the Apostle Paul told us that we should pray in. This is the gift that Jesus told I want to give to all of you. In the last days, the scripture says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. That means even the ones that feel like God forgot them. Anyone in this room ever feel like God skipped over them? I've been there. Even you, he has a promise for today. Today, he has a promise for you. Can I get an amen, church? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, well, what baptism did you experience? He said, well, we, we, were, we had the baptism of John. John's baptism called for repentance from sin, so that's great. But, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. So as soon as they heard this, well, they were all baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. But when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied. I'm thankful for people that have history in the church. Y'all folks paved the way for me. I give honor to you. But please make sure you understand something. The Lord is not asking you to live in the glory of the good old days. No, 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 no. That'd be a shame. It'd be a shame for you to know that the last time that God moved in your life was 17 years ago on the backside of a old country hill church. He's alive. He's here. And he's available to those that seek him. I can't speak for any other church, but I want to be a church that goes hard after Jesus. I want to be a church that empties my heart of all else. And so in my life, I have to learn how to empty my heart of all other things. I think that he's called us to be a church that isn't, oh, I gotta take the lid off. There's probably an illustration in that. I want you to know if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to be sure of one thing. You already have a measure of the Holy Spirit in you. The Bible says that no one can call on the name of the Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. You're a temple. I'm a temple. This is a temple. This temple is worthless, like we said, unless the Holy Spirit fills it. And I'm not talking about a measure. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants you, like the Apostle Paul, like Peter said in the book of Acts, to repent and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean, church? When was the last time that you could say, Pastor Tim, I'm full of the glory of God. I've been filled with the power of his spirit. He anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. Tomorrow when you go to work, are you filled with the glory of God? There's a world out there that is dying and going to hell. And they don't want religion. They want the real thing. And you're the only church that they're ever going to visit. And so I want to make sure that you're not playing church, but that you're seeking the glory of God. The glory, the reality of the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
I want to be a church that's hungry for the Jesus. I want to know him. I want to know his voice. I want to know his spirit. When, you, when your heart moves, God, I want to move. Worship team, you could come 25 minutes ago. I want God to, Lord, whenever you're touched, I want to be touched. Right now, I open the altars. We're going to pray for everything that moves in this room. If you want it, you'll come down front. But if you're struggling in your life, this is a great opportunity for you to find breakthrough. All I know is I throw my life at the mercy seat and said, Jesus, you can have it all. God, I want to know you. And if you're hungry for the Lord and you know that you need more of Jesus in your life, I want you to come down to the front right now. Right now. We're not waiting for music. The worship team isn't what teaches us to know the Lord. We're going to seek God in the power of his resurrection. God, I will wait for you. I will wait for your spirit. I need you to come in close, come in close, come in close. I had a vision this week, and folks, there was a lot of people that need the Lord in our church right now. God, I want your spirit to come. I want your spirit to come. I want you to touch me. Lord, I'm sorry. I believe you want, you love repentance, and I'll stand first in line. First, Lord Jesus, we repent. We're gonna do two things before we do, before we leave today. I want you to pray for one person you know that's not right with God. You may have brought them here with you today. They may be your coworker. I want you to ask the Lord to put someone on your heart right now. God, who's one person that's on your heart right now? You got it? Show me someone's face, Lord, that you love. I want you to have the Lord's heart. Now we're going to pray in the Holy Spirit for that person. And I want you to begin to pray that the Lord intervenes by divine intervention into their life. Holy Spirit, would you touch them right now? Thank you, Lord, for your love for, for my brother. I thank you that you've never given up on him. I thank you that you know his name. I thank you that you know where he is right now. And I thank you that you're with him. I thank you that you'd never leave him nor forsake him. And I thank you that you want to move desperately in his, wife, in his life. And I pray, God, you would do whatever it takes to wake him up right now. Be it car accident, God, be it, be it a bank account, be it whatever it takes, God, to wake him up. I pray that he comes to know you and your love for him. I pray that he knows that you have a plan and a purpose for his life. I pray, Lord Jesus, that your kingdom would come and that you would descend upon him in the power of God. I pray you'd send a messenger into his life, a coworker that won't shut up. Whatever it takes, God, I pray that someone is sharing the gospel with him. Be it angel, be it whatever it takes. Lord, I pray you reach him. I pray you reach him. I pray you reach him. And if, if they're directly in your life, I pray that you would learn right now how to be obedient to the gospel of Jesus, how to stand up for the word of God, how to be kind and lovely and hospitable, meek and bold as a lion.
last thing is I want you to put one hand on your belly and one hand on your heart all across this room Jesus I pray you teach me how to pray stir up the gifts of God inside me I pray that today would mark a day that I've never loved you more in my life than I do today. Teach me to go after you, Lord, with all my heart. With all my heart. I want to love you the way you love me. Show me what's got to go in my life. I'll pour it out. In Jesus' name. Amen. And something I wanted to say earlier in the sermon that I forgot. I always forget. It's on the car ride home that I remember, but I remembered right now, so I'm going to say it now. If you want to be a great baseball player, can't just show up to the game. You got to put your time in. If you want to be a great mechanic, you got to keep learning. Technology is changing every day. If you want to be a great pilot or a great boyfriend, you got to put your, your work in. I don't know about you, but I I think the way I understand the gospel is we're called to be great sons and daughters and to love him more than anything else. See, my son, he wants to be a baseball player. His coach is teaching him how to work so hard, he tears all of his muscles so that they grow. It's time for some of you to learn how to tear some muscles. You haven't grown in a long time. The gospel says, be not deceived. God's not mocked. What you've sown is what you reap. You can be a Christian and just show up to church. It's cool. But he hasn't called you to be a Christian. He called you to be a disciple. This week, we're starting a 14-day fast. Who's coming with me? Jerry Maguire said, all I want to know is, who's coming with me, amen? And you raise your hands, I want to bless you, church. Father, I thank you for a church that's on fire. I pray that the world has never seen a passion so great. May we love you like nothing in our life. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.